Hi, this is Records. With a Z. And this is Records. Records. The main problem is me saying the word records. It's fucking. How can I say it without sounding like a dick? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. Welcome to episode four of Lone Tone with me, Meet KT. We have two hours of music and chat ahead of us. This time round, I have an interview with the one and only Acid Throwback, Lee Coombs. For those of you that are regulars to the show, you know what to expect. But if you've not heard it before, here's the format. First half of the show, I play a mix of stuff that I kind of play. Um, sometimes I don't get a chance to play this stuff because it's a little bit more twisted, but it's a, it's a mix. And uh, second half of the show, I get a little bit deep. And then the third half of the show, I do an interview. I thought I'd lost this interview with Lee Coombs when my computer died. Turns out I'm not as stupid as I thought I was. I backed it up. As always, if you want a track listing from the show, you need to head over to meetkatie.com and subscribe. I will also include retrospective track listings from previous episodes of Lowering the Tone, so don't worry, you will be able to catch up with the previous shows, it's not an issue. huge thank you to everyone that made it out to the SB in Melbourne on Christmas Day. Thank you for coming along and dancing. And all the Perth hardcore that kicked up the dust at Breaks Fest. What a show that was. A great party and a huge respect to the Boomtick crew. Year in, year out, these guys put on world-class acts. You don't know how lucky you are to have promoters that are so connected with their audience. Um, they're excellent, absolutely excellent. Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> anyway, that's enough chat at the moment, I think. Uh, let's dive in and play some music. You're listening to Meet Katie on Lowering the Tone.
listening to Meet Katie on Lowering the Tone. I just want to be a lesbian. January. You can catch me doing a, I can best describe as a secret show, because Sinner's only got booked the other day. <laughs> um, it's going to be at La Familia at the Birdkin Hotel. That's number two, Oxford Street, Darlinghurst, Sydney. It's going to be a late one. It's 9pm till 7am. I'm going to be playing alongside Christian Vance, who's playing live. Andrew Woke and Pip Dalton and the La Familia resident DJs. It's free before 10 and then it's 15 bucks after.
Again, if you want to help the show get involved, the best way of doing so is help with the promotion. Share the links on Twitter or on Facebook. Ideally, if you can head over to iTunes and rate this podcast, you know, the best thing you can do is review it. That will really make a big difference to the awareness because then iTunes will get behind it and feature this podcast, which is what I'm aiming for. I'm going to take a quick moment to thank those who have already made a comment. Andy Keggs, Joe90, Ozta84, Russ Davidson, Donna Thomas, for Tech Funker, MADJ, Sanders1210 and Jim Jam30. All of you are going to go into a hat and we're going to select one of you and give you a t-shirt. So if anyone else wants to be thrown into that hat to be picked out for a Lot 49 t-shirt, head over there now, make a comment, and next episode I will pull the winners out of the said hat. Probably going to give away a couple of t-shirts, so at least a couple of you are going to win winners. If you're interested in a track listing for this show, please head over to meetkatie.com and hit subscribe. I'm going to drop it down into some techno for a while.
setting the tone. Up and by the pump 
the woman in the street, street, sell up and buy the home. To the woman in the street, street, sell up and buy the home. To the woman in the street, ah, wait a minute, ah. To the woman in the street, street, sell up and buy the home. To the woman in the street, street, sell up and buy the home. To the woman in the street, street, sell up and buy the home. To the woman in the street, ah, ah. To the woman in the street. the woman in the street street sell up off and buy the home to the woman in the street street sell up off and buy the home to the woman in the street street sell up off and buy the home to the woman in the street street sell up off and buy the home to the woman in the street street sell up off and buy the home to the woman in the street
dissimilarity, the temporal compensator, the antimatter reaction. Music is the transwarp card. Music is my weapon. Our weapons are offline. Resistance is futile. All drones will comply. made for our Lot 49 100th release. Now that's currently sitting at number 4 in Beatport's Breakbeat chart so head over there if you want to check it out. Even better, buy a copy and let's see if we can make it number 1. It's a cracking tune and a worthy number 1 in my opinion. But I would say that, wouldn't I? Thank you. 
few shouts to make before I drop it down into the deeper end of this mix. Big shout to Rob and Laura Jones. Rob runs a great site. If you get a moment, check it out. It's called Producer Tech. If you're interested in any forms of music production, then that's where you need to head. Um, also, Jessa and Dave, Billy and Tink, my Boise family. Uh, I look forward to heading out to Aesthetic Festival um, later in the summer. Also, last episode, I name-checked the Wicker Man crew up there in Scotland, and unbelievably, I missed out Rap and Claire. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, that wasn't intentional. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> and finally, many thanks to my good friends, Rob and Tammy, for taking me and Nadia, my girlfriend, on such an adventure to Rockless Island. Although I didn't catch anything while we are fishing, it was such a lovely and nice thing for you to organise for us. It's, it's really appreciated. I hope I can repay that favour when you come to London. We're all tied tight to the same thing. drop things down for a little while get a bit deeper before that interview with Lee Coombs thank you for all the great feedback I've had regarding the deeper music that I play on this show uh, it's really appreciated what can I say thank you um, it's a real pleasure playing it to you if you're interested in any of the music that you hear on lowering the tone head off to my website meekatie.com and hit subscribe
meet Katie on Lowering the Tone.
this doesn't put you in a good mood, nothing will.
deeper element of the show. And you live in London, I have a date for the diary. I'm going to be playing the Stereo Phoenix Night Rise at Protocol in Vauxhall on the 8th of February. Myself and Simon Shackleton are doing a back-to-back five-hour set. There's a Facebook events page up, so head over there and check it out. Um, it'll be great to see if you can make it. Um, it's very rare I get a chance to play such deep music to an audience uh, outside of this podcast. So um, it's a pretty special event for me. to move on to this Lee Coombs interview. G'day. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I've seen you. Um, how? Well, in fact, probably over a year is the longest we've not seen each other for, uh, since you moved, I think. Possibly, yeah. Um, you're down in yeah. suburbia selling your house. <laughs> well, sold. Now it's sold, gone. Yeah. I've just, just cut all my ties to Suburbiton. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I probably won't see you again. <laughs> I don't know about that. I've heard you coming over next month. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming over and talking to me. Obviously, you know, you're a good friend of mine, so I would have seen you anyway, but thanks for coming over and talking into the microphone in my front room. We can lower the tone. Yeah. So, firstly, um, what have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? What, since when? Since I saw you last? <laughs> or since um, last well, week? <laughs> well, well, music. Music, that's probably the best, um, you know, we'll get more into it. But um, uh, what have you been doing recently, music-wise? Uh, music-wise, I've been doing um, been doing some Lee Coombs tracks. I've been, uh, I've, I've revived the, the Freakazoids, which is my electro... Um, outfit from the nineties. Is that is that with dra- dramatic twins? Yeah, essentially it's with them. But I've been doing a little bit more work myself. Yeah, it's on your label. Isn't getting it? a little bit of input from them where I can. Some thrust. Um, yep, on thrust. Yeah, and uh, I've been producing a great new producer called Costas G. Yeah, he do, he's just done a remix of late sing your late single, the Freaks yeah. single, isn't he? Yeah. Um, it's it's been really nice. It's a really organic thing. He, uh, he he won my remix competition, where I actually came third place. And um, I just kind of, you know, li- kept listening to the tracks. And I thought, I could work with this guy. Yeah, they're, you know, ones he, that, they're the best, the ones that grow on you. Yeah, I mean, he came to me. It, it just all makes sense. So uh, he's really up for doing some music. And he, he writes really good, solid music really quickly. So, you know, I've just been producing 
Uh, his tracks. So yeah, we're just doing that at the moment. So you're like executive producer on this. Uh, a bit more than that. <laughs> Co-writer. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm mixing it, um, sort of giving ideas, and he's uh, he's writing. And uh, yeah, it's more of a collaboration, really. That's good. It's yeah. good. He's doing. A, it's a whole album he's doing for Frost. Yeah. Well, we, we actually, it's more than that. We're doing some down tempo stuff and some club stuff. A lot of people are getting on down tempo stuff now because it's it's a kind of a bit of a release from doing the club stuff. It's like a having a break, doing stuff that you know is completely out outside your loop. So when you come back to the more club stuff, you've actually got some a fresh approach. But you know. Um, most, a lot of people I know, I've, I've seen it on, on Twitter, you know, people like Mason, um, somebody else was talking, some drum and bass artist was talking about it the other day, saying that it's kind of therapy, making different styles of music, escaping what you're known for. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's like me doing the Freakazoids, it was my little release. Yeah. My, I'm, I'm quite passionate about old school hip hop and electro, and uh, that's, um, that's the reason why I took that up again, and it's uh, creating a little buzz. But um, yeah, I mean, Costas just gave me a load of tracks and I liked every single one of them straight away. I, I thought they could all do with more work or not all of them, but you know, a lot, most of them. Um, but it's been easy. It's you know, nice. it's right when it's easy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, nice, yeah, it's nice when you connect with someone creatively where everything they're writing, it sort of appeals to you. Um, I have that with Vandal, actually. I I, partic- I, I like his music. I, li- I like the music that he makes and um, it, it's always worked for me, you know, even if... You know, even if some bits haven't sold as well as others, you know, I'm always quite proud of what he gives me, you know. Mm, um, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, Costas G is your vandal, I guess. <laughs> He's my Costas. Yeah. <laughs> You're playing with him tonight, actually, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm on my way down there to Oxford. We're going to do a little gig at the cellar. Uh, should be fun. Then we're going to do some music after that. Oh, cool. So you're going to be up I'm there for a little stay while. there for a couple of days, yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Oxford's all Very right, cosy indeed. A lot of students in Oxford. That's all I that's remember. Good. <laughs> that's I remember. good. That's a good thing, Mark. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I remember playing in the cellar and I remember it just being like cheap drink and everyone being like falling over themselves outside when they turned it out. And banging on that big on, yeah, DJ they, booth header. It's, it's like a air conditioning <laughs> above the DJ booth. So yeah. when on the build-ups, they bang on it, don't they, as it comes up. I don't know if that's still there, but it frightened me yeah. the first time I remember. I remember me too. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Like, boop, 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 boop. So you've got that. You've moved. You're an American citizen. Not quite. I have yeah. a green card. Well, it's kind of as close as you get, you know. It's a, it's a step before citizenship. Yeah. You've been there for a while, haven't yeah. you? It was seven years, is it? Or eight years? Um, been living there for, yeah, seven years now. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Yes, it does. Big t- yeah, it's crazy. How do you find the uh, Florida scene? good actually musically it's you know it's it is it's got its own vibe it's uh it's very um they love breakbeat but they like everything as well you know yeah the electro as well the sort of miami bass sort of stuff is i've discovered a lot of electro and it's um what's it called ragatone (laughs) reggaeton what's it called that's not what we're talking about that's (laughs) Puerto Rico. No, yeah, what was it, what's it called? It's something like that, isn't it? Regga- Reggaeton. Reggaeton. Yeah, that's that's, I don't know why you said that. That's a different world. Someone brought that up the other day. Yeah. And I was I've like, what played is at this? reggaeton gigs as well in Puerto Rico, and it's crazy. Was it Puerto Rican? <laughs> Puerto Rico. 
Yeah, it's slow as well, isn't it? It's kind of like 110 or something. Yeah, it's, it's, kind of, it's a bit of a strange concept, to be honest. What is it? It's like... Portery. Every track has the same beat. <laughs> like, literally, it's a drum machine. They don't have music. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a drum machine playing a rhythm, and it's all the same. On and a Casio. They, and then they're kind of <laughs> rapping and whatever over the top, but it's all about having sex, basically. All right. That's, that's it. That's as deep as it goes. <laughs> but they have fun. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. A soundtrack for your night. <laughs> I hope there's no really, like... Hardcore regga- reggaeton, reggaeton specialists listening in. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Um, so, yeah, you're the Florida scene. I, I've, I've been out there and I don't think we've played together in Florida, have we? I, I, I remember yeah, we play- did, we did Oh, yes, we did. We played at um, Vixen. Was it Vixen or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, we played together. Um, Marvin, um, doing rhymes played as well. It's all three of us. Yeah, we should do it again. Yeah, that was fun. I Maybe do something in December. The thing I like about Orlando is always good food out there. Yeah. There's lots of good There's places to good eat. Good quality stuff everywhere. Good looking people. <laughs> lots of good looking people. Of old people too. A <laughs> lot of old people. Yeah. Um, so a lot of everything. <laughs> you're enjoying it. You're enjoying the move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's good quality of life. Yeah. yeah so you still play? Because it was San Francisco originally, I think. You, you were going to move over and then relocate to San Francisco. Yeah, well, I was living there part-time for a couple of years and I was just about to make the jump fully um to there and then I met my wife right uh which um kind of made me move to Orlando really right <laughs> women have that kind of strange pull that you you have to follow <laughs> that's it move for love or money in it pretty much yeah so what else is there so, but you you've, you play regularly on the west coast that's kind of like your yeah, that's never, your never stop place, playing um, in uh, in on the west coast, I think I've done every two, three, four months for the last twelve years out there. This in, is your in, stronghold in of fans. yeah. It's my like my little hub, really. Because you were the first out of our our group of friends to play at Burning Man, and I remember you coming back and telling me all about it. And yeah, I, and you I, weren't convinced. I wasn't interested <laughs> at all. I just thought, fucking hippies. <laughs> That looks just painful. You were yeah, like, that's painful. Is. I can't do that. And it was like, and then like you know, a few years later when I went, I was like, oh fucking now I'm, I sound like Lee. At that time, ever I was really dismissive of it. I was like, nah, a week in the desert, don't see it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everybody followed about three or four years later, which is good, really. Yeah, and um, funny enough, um, last time I went, I only saw you briefly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's 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 a strange place. You you can go with people and never see them. Yeah, well, you know, considering how well I know you, and I bumped into you once, I think. <laughs> um, but you were set. You were working. Or you were helping with the Sharon. Is it Sharon? Sharon. No, Charon? it was more Boris at that time. Was it? Yeah, I wasn't actually building it or anything. I was just camping with right. my good friend Peter Hudson. Yeah, I bumped into him in Germany at a festival. Yeah. He he um, done an installation at, at a fusion festival, and the, the Germans were really into it. You know, pulling the the ropes to make it spin round. And oh my god, these big yeah, big the, German guys are really getting into it. Yeah, I can just see that straight away. Yeah, yeah it takes some manpower to get that thing going. Yeah, it took him three months to get over there or something. You ship it all out on on a boat or something. Yeah, I actually I instigated that whole tour for him. That's right. Well, he I, got a gig in a big gig in Amsterdam, and then 
London. No, it was the Pleasure Gardens or something. Other, yeah. yeah, a few other gigs. So what's the, what else has been going on, Lee? Um, obviously, I, I I know which other people. Babies, don't. babies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, you're a dad now. I'm a dad. Um, and how old are your daughter? She'll be four in January. So she's my little Cinderella princess. Yeah. So it's too right. It's it's really grounding when you have children. Um, when you're so used to doing like something like music or DJing for a living, you know, travelling back home and you know going home to children is like very very. It's hard to go grounding. Away. Yeah, it, it's hard. it makes it hard to go away for any length of time. We cut that silence out. <laughs> Yeah, um, dead air is a crime <laughs> Mark, don't you know that <laughs> um, what a lot of people don't don't know this but you've you've also just given me a track for the 100th release um, for the lot 49 100th release that's, that's our nine year anniversary um Nine year anniversary. I thought it was release. the 100th release anniversary. well it, it well it is it's the 100th release but it actually falls as well on our nine year birthday but you know Hundreds is more of a bigger occasion. It is a bigger occasion. Yeah, we can celebrate ten years. It's like my year. nan's a hundred. All oh, right, together. So we've had as many, many releases yeah. as you've your... worked as hard as my nan, <laughs> and she's had she's a birth... been through two world wars. <laughs> she's had a birthday every every, <laughs> every lot forty nine release. <laughs> two world wars. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, she survived years. the Blitz. <clears throat> That's incredible, isn't it? Two world wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she holds out a little bit longer. She might make the third. She's not going anywhere. Yeah, well, Syria. <laughs> that kicks off. Yeah, not good. Um, so you're still running. You're still running um, Frost Recordings. Yep, that's my um, label. And you, you mostly release your own stuff, don't you? It's, it's predominantly your own releases. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's um, it's my. You know, it's in in today's modern music world. You need to you need to be able to do most things yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do. Well, you end up being everything. Like otherwise, a, you end up, you know, paying people for things that you don't really need to pay for. Well, the one thing I absolutely adore about your label is the artwork. I always have. It's always been um, one of my favourite labels visually. Um, tell us a little bit about the artwork side of things. Yeah, Mitchy boy, he's done all the artwork for since day one. Not day one. No, since. Uh, since like the fourth release, and now we're on thirty releases. Right. Yeah, because the artwork's just always it's very sort of unique looking. You know, it's and it's it's your it's very it's very identifiable. You know, you, I I used to see them in racks your records um, mm. probably before I met you, um, like uh, tribal tension and stuff like that. I remember seeing yeah. it, just thinking this is. And I like the record, but I also. It was one of those great sleeve, and I was like, eye catching. Mm. Yeah, Mitch is great. He's um, it's really striking artwork, really, uh, really sort of street credible stuff. Does he do all the artwork? Because um, you, you've got um, you've got a night as well, haven't you? Yeah, he does that too. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. seeing the artwork. Online. Actually, he didn't. I didn't do the last one, but he's done a lot of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's just, he's my go-to guy, really. Right, <laughs> and okay. I could just get it knocked out when when I asked Mitchy boy. Yeah, it, 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 what was we talking about the other day? He's done some designs for Nike, hasn't he? Or, done, or a collaboration? A um, I think at some point Nike did some Mitchy boy trainers. 
you've got to be pretty good to get when Nike come to you and say, you know, do you want to design some trainers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was quite impressed when he told me that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, maybe one day. Maybe. You'll have a meet Katie trainer. Just one. <laughs> Just one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be like tattoos, like love and hate, or have meat on one and Katie on the other. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good, man. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so, tell us a little bit about um, the sync stuff because you've been doing some music for film and advertising and um, sort yeah, of more, more sort of studio based stuff. Yep that that is uh, that's my kind of other focus. You know, I still write dance music. I still DJ. Uh, I still produce. You know, various bits here and there. But there's another whole world to music, which a lot of people might not really think about. And it's it's getting music on film and TV. Uh, and it's it's not easy, but I've done some, uh, I've been lucky enough to do some really great work over the last few years. And it's, um, it's part of the reason why I, I, you know, I run my record label the way I do, so that uh, I have enough control to be able to feed these avenues as and when they pop up. Yeah, they're very um, like you say, they're not easy to get. But when they do, when they do materialise, because I'm sure you're the same as me, of the amount of pitches and stuff that doesn't make it, and the amount of times that you know you kind of you know you have to write it off. You like you know you spend a day putting some music together, and that's all you ever hear of it. But then every now and then something will get picked up. This is one good thing, I guess, about our jobs is you can make a piece of music and then 10 years later it gets discovered and gets used for, you know, an Adidas advert or, um, you know, yeah, you know, Smirnoff or something, yeah, you know. That's why you need you need your own catalogue and you yeah. need to have control over it. Yes. We'll lesson talk- for you kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep control of your catalogue. Yes, big lesson there. <laughs> Talking of control and catalogue... Um, Someone put up um, a question on the Facebook asking about finger licking. About right. tell us a little bit about you know the days of finger licking because obviously this yeah, is where this is where you really blew up. You know, as, as a producer DJ, I know you were DJ long before that, but yeah. as a, as a producer, that's what you know. You it, were very that synonymous. gave me a, a, a good outlet to. It was a good springboard, really. Good, um, good times. Good, good sort of developing times. That was when Breakbeat was uh, really kind of emerging out of London. It was a very strong scene then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, um, you know, like TCR and Finger Licking and, and, and Whole Nine Yards. Yeah. And, you know, various, Pochett and Scarpa, okay, all yeah. those, there's m- many more labels that I forgot to mention. Um, but it... It was kicking. <laughs> it was, it was It was great. We, we, we were having a... Hell of a time to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I got to travel the Get, world. Yeah, I mean, it was that was when Breakbeat was. Uh, it was all over the radio. It was um, everyone wanted a, a remix. Yeah, like everybody, you know. Um, got us gigs everywhere. We used to travel. You know, two or three of us to go off and do tours. Well, yeah, you know, we've been to China, traveled the world. Yeah, traveled the world actually like many times. Um, which is, you know, still, still, you know, there's still gigs out there, but not like that, you know. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess it was just a, a, a scene that was exploding. So, you know, probably the equivalent to what, you know, the garage scene is now. You know, although garage has been popular in the past, it's having a, a, 
um, like a re-emergence now, you know, a lot of the garage stuff now. It's getting called House now, which is interesting. Um, but that's that's what it was. It was like a new style, just incorporating breaks opposed to just 4-4, four, four, you know. But, yeah. I, you know, predominantly I, I played a lot of House and that's that's where we connected because you you also was a, a House DJ as well. You know, Lombard, like Acid House DJ. Yeah, I've, I grew up playing all that stuff. Um, I, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, breakbeat always featured as a part of acid house music. Yeah. Basically funk, any funk influenced track was, you know, as long as you could dance to it, it was good. Yeah. And that's where the whole kind of eclectic thing came in. And, uh, it just so happened that, you know, I got inspired by, by breaks and loops and, you know, and and that's where the whole breakbeat thing expanded from. But there was always a there's always an acid house kind of element yeah. thrown in there too. Well, you're a big you know your your studio. You've got a few free every time I go in your studio. There's always a free a free hanging around <laughs> or leads hanging out of it. You know, or you've made made another one, make it using two or whatever. You know, there's a you've got a lot of groove boxes knocking around in your. Yeah, I think I've been through three three o threes in my time. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got one now, but I've been. They they break. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not designed for life, are they? <laughs> They're not designed to be hammered. <laughs> no, I've got one that's uh, it's it works perfectly, but it's to program it. You have to hit the keys a certain way, otherwise they like do a thousand presses at once. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's you have to have the technique of being able to play it. It's a whole skill. It's like is playing it, the piano. Is it all worn as well? Where, yeah, it's where it's been tweaked so much. It, it plays perfectly, but it's it looks worn out. You know, it's had forty years of hard labour. Yeah. Well, also the other one is Moogs. You you you're a big fan of the Moog. I am a definite Moog fan. Yeah. Moogs. I mean, Moogs are, you know, that's the premier synth out there, pretty much. Such a thick sound, isn't it? Yeah. You can't beat it. It does what it says on the tin. Um, if, if anyone's interested, I think you've got photos of your studio on your Facebook, haven't you? Uh, you there's, there's, uh, there's stuff, some stuff on my website. Right, okay. So the you studio should, section. What is it? LeeCoombs.com? Leakeem, .net. 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 Uh, so head over there if you're interested to see what Lee makes music with. Right, I have a couple more questions for you, which um, came up on the Facebook. Um, the music scene in Asia... I know you just come back from Cambodia, but someone's asked, um, what's your opinion on um, the Asian music scene? It's exciting wherever you go. I mean, we've done Asia a number of times together. But I, I go, I've got friends out in uh, Bangkok, the UB radio guys, and I go see them. And then uh, from off of Bangkok, there's a couple of other places that we can go. Uh, one of them is uh, Phnom Penh in Cambodia, yeah, which yeah. is a really bizarre clubbing destination. Well, but yeah, I've never been there. You'd yeah. be surprised at the amount of um, people that want to go out to a club. I mean, it's it's a really strange place to go because it's proper third world. But then there's a club <laughs> and it's full of backpackers and, and Western people and Cambodians as well. Right, okay. You know, there's a lot of people have talked about um, Vietnam as well as a bit of a clubbing destination these days. Yeah, I've not been there yet. No. Yeah. But I, I, I suspect it's pretty similar to the Cambodia experience. <laughs> because, you know, places like Hong Kong and Tokyo and Seoul, like South South Korea, like they're, they're, they're like um, they're very, big, they're really advanced. More, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're like, you know, it's more Western in the way that they operate, yeah. I would have thought. 
Yeah, um, I particularly like Tokyo. Um, I remember well, Tokyo is another planet. That, I remember <laughs> you went to you. You played at Womb like a year before I played it, and I remember you coming back going, "They got this phase on sound system. <laughs> the biggest thing I've ever seen, and it sounds <laughs> exactly the same wherever you walk around in the club." And I remember coming. I remember walking into the room and just thinking, "Fucking hell, Lee was right. <laughs> That's a good sound system." That yeah, club. they don't mess around out there. Yeah, I've played for them a couple of times. Yeah, um, we we played together in a Taipei, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was after our Australia tour. Luxy, Luxy, we played. Luxy, that. yeah, that was a good night. Yeah, it's a good, very good night. Um, another couple of questions. Uh, Manchester, you got any plans to go back to Manchester? Um, I did get offered a, a spot tonight, but I couldn't do it because I'm doing. Oxford. <laughs> oh, right. What's that? What was that? Low down and dirty. Yeah. Sound control. I think. Yeah. There was talk of it anyway. Yeah. It's um, a good but, club. Yeah. No. 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 I, I want to go back to Manchester. So yeah. Hopefully we can hook it up next time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone's asked. Do, um, do you have an, any opinion on controllerisms? You know, like a <laughs> controllerism. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what he's called it. Um, DJs using controllers and as yeah. part of a live show or a DJ show. Well, you got well it's the the future of live, really. If we're if we're going digital, then you need a controller to change anything in a live setting. Now the controllers out there now are amazing. They I are, mean, yeah. from iPads to Novation to Akai things to just crazy stuff that's out there. And there's all this really futuristic technology as well with just touch pads. And yeah, well, look, the iPads. There was um, a guy I played with in Paris. He had um, all his effects up on his iPad. And it was connected to his. It was incredible. I was like, so it's like a chaos. Yeah, pad yeah, type like thing. like chaos pad, but on on his iPad. So he had that set up. Right. Yeah. Which um, cool. See, I've, I don't. I don't yeah. even know what that is. <laughs> I've, yeah. Oh, well, I've never seen anything like it as well. So, yeah, um, it's amazing what you can do nowadays. I mean, you need a controller either live or in the studio just to make music. Uh, if you want to, you know, you need you got to add your live element. Yeah. Um, if you're using plugins, I suppose. But yeah, I mean controllers. How much money do you want to spend? You know, it's as simple as that. You get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you don't frown upon it as a... No, well, I mean, no, for DJs, it's you know. No, it's, it, it's bringing a live element to it. And that, that, could, that can only be good. But it's funny you, it's funny you say that. Um, last weekend when I played, I was the only DJ playing off CD. Everyone yeah. else... It, they're now old-fashioned, Mark. Yeah, I, it was <laughs> And I'm like, in the same boat. <laughs> People were sort of looking at me as if like, oh, that's really old school. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Play it live, man. <laughs> um, any plans to go to Australia? Some Someone's just asked. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully next year. Yep. Yep. I, I'm due to get another tour out there. I just have to uh, plan my dates and, um, yeah, make it work. Yeah, Australia's always a good one, isn't it? Yeah, great. I love Australia. Yeah. I've done... <laughs> 10 tours out there now. Yeah. Which yeah. is, uh, I was quite happy with that achievement. Well, yeah. Well, you know, DJ career that takes you all over Australia, you know, you can't really... Can't argue with can't, that. Can't <laughs> argue with that. Can't knock that. Um, tell us a little bit about these re-rubs that you've been doing, the craft work and uh, um, New Order. Yeah, I started doing the Freakazoids. Uh, obviously, there's the Freakazoids original material, but then, you know, everybody does little re-rubs of tracks. I just uh, had this idea. Um, the first one I did was the Craftwork Radioactivity, which is, you know, th their music is just like mind blowing anyway. And I just listened to 
to the, I was playing some vinyl and I listened to it and I thought, this just needs like a Miami bass beat underneath it. Oh, okay. and, and it would basically just turn it into a really, really kicking record because the music is emotional. It, I mean, their stuff is so in, you know, intensely produced that it kind of just, you don't need to touch it. All you need to do is just make their beats more, a bit more dance floor friendly. And, uh, you know, I kind of edited it um, and it, it came out really well. So really good reception. I mean, I pretty much every big name that I gave it to has responded either saying they love it or they play it. or And that's a giveaway. Um, that's, a, that's a giveaway, yeah. If you sign up to my uh, mailing list at leecombs.fanbridge.com, then you will get an email with a link to that mix. Um, there's another one which I've done, which is New Order... Blue Monday, which is, you know, it's almost sacrilege to touch that track. But let's be honest, it doesn't really stand up if you play the original with today's production. So I, 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 I kept it as true to the original as possible. I did an intro, which is just 808 drums. And then I put 808 drums underneath the original drums and they, it just fitted perfectly. And luckily the production on it is so good that it's tight. Yeah, it's not you know it's an electronic yeah. record made in 1981 or something 82, and it, it's um, it's 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 perfect. Yeah, it doesn't go out of time, which is unheard of for yeah. music like that. Yeah, so uh, that that works really well as well. Yeah, that, that's a and that's enough giveaway. That that's a giveaway on my SoundCloud page. Right, what's the um, sound? Of just Lee Coombs. Yeah, just go Lee Coombs. It's uh, actually SoundCloud analog delayed. Uh, that that's the name of it, but it's, if you just do Lee Coombs search, it will come up. All right, cool. Yeah, cool. Um, someone asked a quite an interesting question. Um, if you could go back in time, what club would you go to? Because obviously, like sort of defining maybe club or somewhere that you know that you 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 know back in the day that you know you know you didn't go to. I didn't go to. Um, well, I was. Do, do you would you know you wish you had? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm not quite old enough to have done the original kind of groundbreaking clubs that that, that kind of created all the movements that we we, we do now. I'm about two Lock. years too young. Like the trip and well, I did no. I went to I went to Sin, which was what came yeah. after Trip. Yeah. I used to go there weekly. Was that the Astoria as well? Yeah, the Astoria. Yeah, yeah that was. Uh, yeah, I mean that was that was yeah. where I started. Um, but before that, I. I, I I really wish that I would have been able to go to the original clubs in Ibiza, which is Amnesia and Space and Coup, and uh, you know, experience those. I've got friends that did it, but I just, I'm just a bit, little bit too young, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that's where I'd like to have been. And that that was that's what kind of inspired it coming back to London, wasn't it? You know, the Ibiza. That was actually the late seventies. Yeah, that I mean, they've been going on for years over there. But it was when all the London DJs went over there in the like late eighties, and they discovered Alfredo playing all this stuff, and they brought it back and created all these acid house clubs in London, like mm. Shoom. Uh, what else was there? There was Spectrum. And, yeah, Spectrum. You know, that was a heaven, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that Paul Oakenfold? Yeah, that was yeah. Oakenfold. Yeah. yeah. Forget Paul Oakenfold was actually quite a influential person on the early acid house days. Yeah. He pretty much instrumental. Yeah. Now look at him. <laughs> Still very instrumental. 
Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because like when you compare someone like um, Weverall to Paul Oakenfold, they they took, were buddies. They used to make music together. Completely different paths, you know. But obviously, they were there at the very beginning. Yeah, and also that everyone, you know, back in those days, that's when people are young and haven't really discovered themselves yet, you know. Um. So anyway, I've got a few questions for you. If you'd like to. Um, Far away. Um, what's your favourite music outside of dance music? Difficult question, Mark. Very difficult question. Um, I don't think I can really pinpoint a single track. Um, you know, there's not like one track that sits there and it's like, oh, this is what I always go to when I'm bored or anything right. like that. It's, it's, it's like it's bands more... or anything. Is there any bands you particularly like? Or... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. I, you know, I'm I'm pretty simple when it comes to that stuff. I, mean, I like the Beatles. Yeah. Or the Beatles <laughs> box set. <you> know? <laughs> so I've got every single Beatles piece of music ever made. Um, I like I like just the, the, the real classic quality stuff. You know, like I really enjoyed watching the Rolling Stones at Glastonbury this year. Yeah. That, that was an incredible gig. I wasn't there, but I saw it on TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's actually easier watching it on TV because you can sit in your comfort, you see your, it, own, yeah. your own home. It's hard work to be there, isn't it? And you but, get a better view as well. <laughs> what, an, what an experience, though, you know, for people that might have never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Um, what did I do? I took my wife to see Gautier oh, did you? <laughs> in I, Orlando at the House of Blues. <laughs> I, I, I like his that was music. A, that was a fun concert, yeah. Yeah, I, I was told, uh, do, you, do you remember Jamie Stevens from Infusion? Yep. Do you remember him? I was told, I haven't, I haven't seen him for a long time. I Hopefully I'll see him when I go to Australia. But um, I was told that he worked on the first album um, yeah. as a sort of co-producer engineer. I, I'm not well, he, he did well then. He done very well. Um, <laughs> that went big. He had a, had a, a number one hit in the States. Yeah, it's huge. Um, also, right, we're going to go back to these questions. Um, is, there, is there any music that you wish you had made like a, a track that you play as a dj and you just admire the 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 aid of production and what it does where you know i i have i i i got asked a similar question um for me it was like there was just um there was a loops fury track um and i just it i just they got it right you know they kind of made a piece of music that really appealed to me um do you have any music like that that but isn't, you that, isn't that more like a piece of music is very circumstantial to, to wherever that person is at, any, at that time? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, is there a piece of music, like dance music, that you've really connected with, that it's inspired you? And... Uh, I'll tell you what, I just went to Ibiza and I experienced, you know, the kind of the underground music that's going on there at the moment on, on the big scale that it is out there. And... Like I, I, I kind of have this urge to to go back and write, you know, some some house music again, some not tech house or or just straight up house music, but stuff that where that came from. I mean, there, there's always a big European acid house influence out there. I mean, that island is where it all yeah. kind of came from, and uh, it, it always has a big theme, you know, at certain nights like We Love and things like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's. I know for a fact that I could have written a lot of that stuff and, you know, it, it probably would have been significant in that world. But, well, you know, I've gone down other roads in my life, and which is fine. And I'm not a problem with that whatsoever. 
but yeah, I think I could have written some more, you know, a bit more house music yeah. than I had than I have. Um, did you catch anyone while you were out there, DJ wise? Anyone doing it for you? Uh, who did I watch? They have a lot of people on. I watched Simeon Mobile Disco. Yep. I watched uh, Steve Bug. What's Steve Bug like? They all play just underground tech house. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. I mean, everything's got a rolling bass line underneath it. Um, who else did I see? One of my favourite DJs on the planet is my friend David Phillips, who uh, runs a, a bar called Locura, um, and they do a room at We Love, and he just plays really eclectic music. He might play disco with a bit of hip hop, you know, followed by some techno and the real pure essence of what good eclectic music is, but, you know, making it work, making yeah. it sound musically correct, making it flow. He's uh, he's an expert at that. It's difficult. Uh, yeah. Certainly when it's you're when you're bouncing around tempos, you know. Yeah. And so making it flow and dropping it in the right place. And, yeah. You know, no, no, he's, he's very good. And he's a resident at We Love. Yeah, he's one of the old school residents. Right, been okay. Been for 10 years. Okay. I, I haven't been on IB for, for a while. Um, last time I was there, I just... Get out there. Take the kids. Wasn't, <laughs> I, just, I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, it was just too... It was too plasticky, you know. Yeah, you got to go to the right places. Oh, yeah. don't go anywhere near. And the expensive as well. Stuff. I didn't like, you know, I didn't like the way they were robbing the punters. For... Yeah, it's yeah, it's fifteen euros a drink, a bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I was with the DJs <laughs> with the drink tokens. <laughs> it's funny, it's bizarre <laughs> going out to a club and you're not working when you're so used to. You know, it's a very weird experience checking out other DJs because you find yourself, I analyse stuff. You know, each track that's coming here, I'm listening to, you know, I can't I can't sort of relax and kind of be part of the crowd because I'm I'm analysing it because I'm, I'm so used to standing up in the DJ booth and actually playing music to people. It's just a, it's a very weird place to be actually on the dance floor looking up at the DJ. And especially, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and especially leaving without any money. <laughs> I think that's the that's the kick in the teeth. <laughs> yeah, but it's also a really good spot to be. You know, like one of those really rocking club nights where you're in front of the DJ on the dance floor. You got the the full sound. You know, the bass coming from underneath, and you can really feel it. You don't get to experience that behind the deck. No, no, you don't. You, you just have to be happy with the fact that you're giving it out. But at, you know that whole experience of just dancing around with your mates and, you know, having two or three hours doing that is uh, something I haven't done enough of in my life. Well, just been on the receiving end. Yeah, I've always been on the, you know, behind the... Th I've just listened to the monitors. <laughs> You're a giver, not a taker. <laughs> yeah, I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> so when you go back, um, gig-wise, what, what you got coming up? I've got my, uh, my familia night. Did we talk about that? No, we haven't. Um, well, we mentioned the artwork. <laughs> we mentioned the artwork, yeah. Um, I, have, I run a night in San Francisco called Familia. We've been going for a couple of years. It's a nice, you know, cosy little number. How, how regular do you do this? Um, every three or four months. All right, okay. And uh, where's that held? It's held at the moment. Well, it's, a, it's at Project One. Project oh. One Gallery. Right. Good, yeah. good club. They've just got turbo sound systems. Oh, nice. 
which is, you can't argue with that. I think I went to Sid Griss's reception there. Yes, you did. Uh, is that where it was? Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't the same then. Yeah, yeah. Been, that's quite a few years ago. Yeah, it's been uh, renovated a couple of times since then. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So who, who do you DJ with, Dad? Do you have any locals? Yep, from... it's all locals. It's me and everybody that I know. I, I have all the, the crews involved. Do um, uh, Brass Tax, Opulent Temple district you know i just sort of collaborate with them on each night um i do uh the next one is with some good friends of mine called friend, friends and family that was yeah this was yeah. the what was this outside san francisco they have a little a little kind of camp out or something yep. isn't it? well san francisco is famous for doing weekend like kind of excursions where you go and camp in a whole place and you know rave it up for the weekend and then come back <clears throat> And we did that at the end of July uh, for the, this year's friends and family. And we're going to do the next Familia is going to be Familia versus friends and family. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, what nice DJs have you got playing there? Is there anyone? I'd yeah. Know. Ethan Miller, who's the, the head honcho from friends and family. Right. He's really good. He plays techno and breaks, you know, either together or separately. That's a nice combination. Yeah, he's a very good techno my, DJ. My, my favourite combination. In I fact. think <laughs> there's some people out there you haven't discovered yet, Mark. <laughs> yeah. But that would be fun. So that what date's that? That is the 16th of November. Right, cool. And it's we're doing it also as a Scorpio party because I'm a Scorpio and it's my birthday a couple how, of weeks before. How old are you going to be? Ooh, about oh. 625. <laughs> it's my birthday in, in two days. I'm going to be 42 years old. Yeah, I think I'll be 42 as well. Oh, fucking hell. What happened? I woke up one day and I had three children and I was 42. He'll be 43 as well soon. <laughs> Not for a year and two days. Yeah, it goes quick, man. I know, time flies, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, when you're having fun. Yeah, <laughs> you can have too much fun sometimes. You can. So, besides that, is there anything else you want to mention that we haven't brought up yet? Uh, we talked about Lot Forty Nine Hundreds track, which is a slamming breakbeat occasion. I, actually, it's a very good track. Yours is a kicking, kicking track. It better be. Um, I'm very. Actually, bit, you've been working on that for a long time. I'm it, really it, happy with that. I got to say, um, because it sounds like it, it's a classic Lee Coombs sound. It's got all the elements that. Yeah. That, it benefited from the whole Freakazoid influence as well. Right. It's got some real 808 and old like funk breakbeat kind of influences in there, but it's very big rolling bass line and and uh, and lots of analog noises i played that in paris um last weekend and um it was it was one of the biggest tunes i played so, yeah it was great, great. really good awesome. uh, thank you for that um, can't wait to play it to people as it goes mm-hmm. um so we've got that coming up um we should get in the studio we haven't done it for ages we don't get enough time do we it's always no. like it's always like a day maybe there can maybe there's something we can do in uh december i don't know i'll check out your new studio yeah let's talk about the studio yeah (laughs) yeah so what do you work off um your cubase aren't you um yep Yep. i use uh yeah cubase sevens just come out which is really nice 
That's what Shaq uses as well, Nick. He's a Cubase man, I think. Is it? Yeah, I think once you're, once you, if you've done Cubase all your life, it's hard not to do it. Yeah. To be fair, you know, I, I use Logic. They, they are very similar. It's yeah. just they all do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's what you use. Navigation. To. Yeah. The quality's the same. The, you know, they've obviously there's well, Cubase has got a lot of new features which um, I haven't quite delved into yet, but they do things that nothing else does. They're very MIDI orientated. Which is perfect for your studio. Yeah, I mean, if you've got yeah. hardware, you yeah. need a proper MIDI setup. Because you've been buying, you've been buying up hardware for a while now, and yeah, it's like, I, yeah, every time I come over, you've acquired a new keyboard. Yeah, or my, I treat myself to birthday presents of a <laughs> keyboard. I just got a Juno One Hundred Six. Oh, nice! Which is amazing, classic. Yeah, like I mean, it's everything. All dance music from nineteen eighty two has been written on those things. <laughs> Um, and it's been totally reconditioned. I bought it from a guy in Chicago who takes an old one and then he puts new chips in it and cleans it up, new sliders, every, just anything that might wear out. It's brand new again. Repaint, you know, makes it look new, but it's, it's a different color. So it's like a one-off. And uh, he, he actually does something to the circuitry, which makes it more powerful and a thicker sound. All right. So it, it kind of competes with the Moog as well, you know, because the Moog's always been the fattest thing out there. Yeah. So, it, but this is this is up there with that. So um, that's my new little toy, um, and I've just built a, a soundproof room at my where I've just you know I've got a new house. We just moved house. I've just built a, a, a dedicated studio, um, which has uh, involved putting a rubber wall up inside the drywall like all around and a double thickness of it on the ceiling to stop it going up and annoying my wife right um and it yeah it's good it's worth it so the track that you've just given to us is that one of the first things you've written in that room um yeah yeah the production's fantastic it's really fat crisp it's like <laughs> crystal clear yeah yeah, no, that that that's uh, yeah, that's the benefit of having good monitors and the room. Nice room, yeah. <laughs> and knowing your room as well. Yeah, practice though with that is like I'm, you know, I've got there's certain producers that I know that don't have a great room, but they know it, so they yeah, you know, you can learn. It's been a long time learning, but I mean, essentially, the clearer you you know your studio is, the 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 clearer the sound you can hear, especially on the bottom end, because that's where all the muddiness comes in. Yeah the better your mix is going to be. Yeah. Do you use headphones? Because a lot of people... Yeah, I mean, I go... Monitor off headphones. Yeah, I've got a good pair of headphones and I've, I've got two sets of monitors and uh, a sub-bass unit and you just rotate through the whole thing. And once it sounds amazing on all of them, you know, you've cracked it, you know? Yeah, I... I my <laughs> When I had... um. When I had the Audi, um, that I used to always just burn tracks and just listening to listen to cars. Good too. Cars are really good because so, you're so used to listening to music in that environment, you know, because because you drive. All, yeah. well, I used to drive all the time and and listen to music all the time. So I'd put it on there and I could tell straight away if it had too much bass or that there was enough like presence in the mid or whatever it was i could hear it straight away but obviously you couldn't sit there and write a piece of music no. using your car speakers as one of those that's as, gotta be your like plan c yeah you know, but as, as a reference you know it's like yeah, yeah. it's it's always good to reference it in, in a system that you know really well well the i think the ultimate reference is to play your stuff in your room with stuff that you know sounds amazing already yeah 
and just A, B it. Yeah, mix or it. mix it, yeah. You know, mix two or three things, and if it stands up and it sounds great, you know you're there. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, mixing stuff's always good, because especially with tracks that's, that you know. That's if you're making dance music, of course. Yes, of course. Because yeah, <laughs> there's no rules for anything yeah, else. <laughs> yeah, you don't try to mix a rock track. <laughs> with, <laughs> with a sound good next to some techno. techno yeah. <laughs> Um, so you're 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 going back to America, but you're you're coming back to the UK again because I think aren't you playing at uh, Tresor? No, I'm staying here. I'm playing at Tresor next week. Oh right. Oh oh right. Okay. Obviously, you're here yeah. for. I'm here um, for. I like three a month. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's quite in, a long time. Yeah, it will be three weeks. Yeah, which is the uh, longest I've been away for about a year. Right. Yeah. Nice uh, Tracer, You're gonna love. Yeah, I'm that. looking forward to that. <laughs> I really like that. Crazy people hanging off the bars. Yeah, you've got to roll <laughs> out there at like nine o'clock in the morning. It's yeah. sunlight. So it's a late one. I think I'm playing at three in the morning. Yeah, it's a great club. Um, people just lose their shit in that basement. Because <laughs> when you go down, it's like a fetish club. It's just, it's, it really German is. fetish as yeah, well. Yeah, it's just dark, <laughs> concrete walls. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> and, and it's like the fog machines on like you can't see what you're doing but you can hear people cheering through the mist they've got a big industrial vibe in that <laughs> yeah. town haven't they <laughs> oh man um one of my favorite clubs i, I really like it uh, only because it just the the energy of the the crowd down there they go down there and they go down to to dance they really do you know well that's good oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> excellent um, so this trip, you've you you're obviously you're playing tonight. You've been to Ibiza. You got Trace, or is that is that the sole reason, or is it? Yeah, I'm here to do gigs. Yeah, yeah. Any other European stuff? Not this time. No, no. We're going to go home and uh, create all my avenues of music, and then it will sprout another European tour. Yeah, it must be weird living like coming from the UK, but li living in America then. Coming I found it over weird coming tour. back here. Yeah. Yeah. I drove through London and I, I couldn't believe how it's like being in LA, but on a real miniature scale. Without <laughs> the roads or the cars. Yeah, it, it, it's um, and as in like the you know the the amount of traffic, traffic in London. Oh, it's hideous. Joke. Yeah, I'm not used to that anymore. Well, you don't you know you don't have to face it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good place though. So thank you for coming over and talking to me, Lee. I really appreciate this. Um, any chance for a few stings? This is Lee Coombs, and you're listening to Meet Katie on Lowering the Tone. All right, mate. Thank you very much. I think that's it. My pleasure. Thank you. There we have it. Fourth episode, done and dusted. Thank you so much for listening. I have to say this podcast is one of the most enjoyable things I do in my career. So your ongoing support is really appreciated. Don't forget... Jump onto iTunes, review, rate the podcast, and you can win a Lot 49 t-shirt next episode. Hopefully I'll catch you at one of the shows, but if not, take care.
Thank you.